And I, my next guest is all lined up, ready to go. We are on Facebook Live as well. If you'd like to tune in, that's Sadio's Money on our Radio 3 RTHK. Now, as a pre-Christmas treat, Innocent Matanga, co-founder of the Africa Centre Hong Kong and anthropologist, has managed to squeeze in another of his innocent opinions before he jets off for Christmas with his family. Today, he is demystifying sexuality. Good afternoon to Good you, afternoon. Innocent. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm... I'm always excited to be here. Yeah. And, uh, it's a bit of a treat. We didn't expect you till after to, yeah, New Year. Yeah, to, uh, to after New Year. And then I'm like, you know, why not discuss it a little earlier? You know, yeah. especially talk of something that I think is very important that we talk about, you know, okay. demystifying sexuality. So exactly you know, what is this about and what spurred this then? You know, I mean, there's a few things that I want to achieve that I want to go through today. One, of course, to sort of explain what how sexuality works, but mm-hmm. that's sort of minor. But what I really want to, there's a myth that is prevailing that somehow something like homosexuality, for example, is not, it's something un-African, you know. I hope to sort of rebut that myth and then, if anything, sort of try to to, to show what actually African, his, the history of African sexuality is, how it actually looked and how you know, this violence that has been going on, especially within Africa, when it comes to people who are LGBT, uh, I think it's actually very problematic. You know, it's actually very prevalent. The violence is so much that people think it's just justified. I mean, mm-hmm. if you take, for example, in South Africa, you know, uh, if you are a lesbian, they have this thing called corrective rape. What they do is that they, mm. ra- they rape uh, women who are lesbian because they say, oh, you're a lesbian. So we're going to teach you how to be a proper African woman by raping you, you know, mm-hmm. in a way it was you know, so put you back into the place and then you know there's there is more you know there's more and more you know anti-legislative um you know views that are going on in nigeria in uganda you know so if even my own former president i'm from zimbabwe you know he, he you know he went on and they're telling people like oh we you know you know you know these are these are not our values you know we don't have any gay people you know in 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 the continent as a whole i'm like where do you get that from mm-hmm. so today i just want to you know go through and sort of rebut that myth and mm-hmm. sort of walk through and actually try to understand what sexuality looks like and what actually are our values as africans and which in my view you know, we have this uh, philosophy or concept that is very African, mostly of sub-Saharan Africa, which is called Ubuntu. Ubuntu is like the belief that we're so all interconnected. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's, it's, it's not in line because some people would say, oh, you know, that's Ubuntu is like, okay, being a person, being a human, you know, it's like, oh, that's not being human to be able to be uh, a non-heteronormative. So it's kind of like, I'm hoping that we can sort of, you know, get down into that and go through some of these and really, really demystify what sexuality looks like and what African uh, histories of sexuality in Africa look like in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. the floor is yours. Mm-hmm. If you can go through in a reasonably simple way so we can understand, yes, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I, you know, uh, as I said, you know, going back in history, yeah. you know, I, I'm from Zimbabwe, you know, as I said, you may not be very familiar with this. The actual belief that, oh my God, this is the most un-African thing that a person could do. And it's been used, you know, to persecute people and to put people in jail and to, to rape and kill people in a way. But mm-hmm. if you go back, you know, going back a little bit on the history, uh, 2,000 years ago, ironically in Zimbabwe also, there are rock paintings which exist, rock paintings which actually depict a very homosexual lifestyle of the people who were there in these so-called Khoisan or the Bushmen uh, in Zimbabwe which are there. And these are the people who have been there 2,000 years ago and this was way before any of, you know, of, 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 of what people came in to be, you know. And, and then in Uganda, which is very known for being a very homophobic country and, you know, 
uh, violence against people who are who are not uh, who are not uh, sort of left, uh, straight. If we're gonna use mm -hmm. that word, mm -hmm. you know, the irony is that the king or the king who's called King Manga, who was uh, a, a Ugandan king uh, prior to the colonialism, the king who was kind of like the last king before the, the, the colonialism, he also was openly gay and there was no backlash against that, you know. Historically, as, um, as in the entire continent, I feel like we have not seen any backlash with you know you you go you go anywhere in congo the the first missionaries who went to congo were the portuguese they were like mm -hmm. oh my god these people are doing something unnatural they have male to male sex these are these are the portuguese they were also shocked so the belief is actually that oh this whole idea of being gay it's a western idea that we are putting into africa if anything it's actually the it's actually the opposite it's been it, there it's the been stuff. there oh. all the time and we have not had any problems in the past, which I'm going to explain why we didn't have a problem with this whole idea of what Ubuntu is. You know, what came recently was actually homophobic violence. Homophobia is something what we imported ourselves. You know, we imported homophobia, uh, which wasn't there. You know, now it's like so natural, you know, with, uh, you know, for example, I go back again to Uganda, which is well known for being a homophobic country in a sense. You know, they, uh, they, they you know, there have been all these evangelicals from, from, from America, you know, putting money and donating money to churches and their books and all the stuff. If you don't preach this stuff, you know, if you don't preach like more like anti-homosexual uh, anti uh, rhetoric, then you won't get the funds. So that has been uh, something that has been perpetrating and going on and going on. And I think that's a problem. I think that's a really, really rich problem where people are being raped. People are being like so correcting you to be. I think that's a shame that mm -hmm. I think as Africans or and in most cases it's not just an African problem you find this in many places yeah, I was just going to say yeah. this isn't just centered around Africa I'm sure yeah. there are plenty of countries where these views are held but you know it's a matter of how you break down those views and get them to understand that this is you know you have to accept these things yeah yeah it's you know it's it's, it's as you said it's not it's not just an African thing it's 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 around it's mm -hmm. all over mm -hmm. there is you know there's always that natural belief that something because this this limited understanding is very judeo christian if you want you may say you know the this limited understanding of saying oh my god you know procreation you know you're supposed to have sex for 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 for, for, for having babies and all stuff it's very you know saint augustine who you know which sort of influenced within Christianity, and then that sort of brought it in in Africa, and then so I mean, I, I when I look at it, I'm like, what does actually work? How does sexuality actually work? If these are all myths that people have been perpetrating, if these are all myths that somehow these people are not human enough, so how exactly does actually sexuality works? My belief or my understanding on how people should actually be able to understand sexuality, you know. It's it's not like you know I feel like sometimes being using the word homosexual heterosexual it's in a way quite limited in actually trying to understand what sexuality works from my experience and, and actually interacting with people uh, I've I've talked with various people of multiple different sexualities and one thing I understood is that it wasn't as clear cut as okay you are homosexual okay you should behave like this mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. of course brings the problem what they call homonormativity and if you are heterosexual you should behave like this exactly. you know what i actually realized that okay people get attracted to certain individuals mm -hmm. and they are not attracted because a person is considered a boy or a girl they are attracted because primarily of two things one they have certain traits certain things personalities that they are naturally attracted some are subconscious some are unconscious some are subconscious some are conscious where the person's like okay i'm attracted to this particular 
a person. It doesn't matter whether that person is actually a male or female. In the end, it just happens. Of course, now if you you got attracted, if you're a girl, you get attracted to a, to a, to a, uh, to, a, to, a, to a girl. It's considered in society like, oh, this is taboo. This and then people start to sort of behave. But I think we need more an open minded to actually approach this uh, this issue. So, do you think this is a prominent thing? I mean, in this day and age where we are, say, where you work, where you live. <laughs> Is this still happening? Because, I mean, sometimes it can just be that something can trigger it. You might have a photograph on Facebook or you might do something and then suddenly you, you hear, you see certain issues that are coming up and people's own sort of perception of things. Does that make you uncomfortable? Is that, does that exist then? Can, can you repeat that? Yeah, I'm, I was going to say that sometimes it might just be that you see a, a photograph on mm. Facebook and or somebody's expressing an opinion about something and then you see a backlog, a whole bunch of comments coming through which... Mm can make you a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. So is that something that you are seeing? Yeah, that- yeah, it's definitely. I mean, what actually triggered me to actually say, I think this is a discussion we need to do, was mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I, you know, you know, we had a Pride Month, you know, and then I posted a picture of me wearing pink because we've got this thing called Pink Friday. And that was like, you know, we're sort of, you know, celebrating diversity and inclusion. Uh-huh. Uh, and then... I, I, you know, I, I post on Facebook and I see a lot of comments and some people come, called me, some people send me a message, mm-hmm. you know, telling me like, this is horrible, this is disgusting stuff, you know, this is so, so un-African. So what was that about? Why were, what kind of comments were you getting? And just, this is you just standing yeah. with a pink t-shirt on, supporting. Yeah, yeah supporting okay. the LGBT, yeah. being an yeah. ally to the LGBT okay. community. Sure. And then... Uh, you know, that, that's, that's, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm proudly an ally, you know, and then some people were like, oh man, you have lost your Africanness. Oh man, this is, this is disgusting. This is horrible. Why are you, why are you, doing, you know, when, when I say that, I mean, I was like, which world are we living? You know, honestly, I had been naive enough. Maybe I don't say I've been too innocent enough. I actually thought, you know, in, in, you know, in the past 10 years, things have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I sort of, you know, I, I was disappointed because, you know, during the time when the U.S., uh, gov- you know, they, they, they passed, the, you know, like marriage, uh, you know, homosexual, gay are okay, yeah. partnerships are okay. And then I posted something at that point and all the hate messages came. And then I thought from then until now. I thought things have changed. It seems like things haven't really changed that mm. much. You know? So what do you do? I mean, how how do you go? Obviously, there's a lot of work that's being done across the board in terms mm. of educating people and perhaps being raising awareness of this. What other solution is there to get people to just look at it and, and understand that, look, they can't be kind of you know, I, against this. I think I think the first part is to guess the facts right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many rumors. So fake. all these myths and things. There's so many myths. For yeah. example, in Uganda, it's very common. You hear people like, oh, gay people are busy recruiting our boys, uh-huh. you know, and those things are circulating and they're yeah. circulating. You know, and then you hear the same things all over. They're like, oh, you know, there's even a belief that, oh, we are suffering from Ebola because there's some gay people there, you know, mm-hmm. and then some people go and find legitimately uh, so do violence. So it's education, isn't it? Yeah, it's- so, so the first thing is to be to get the facts right, you know, not just to believe all this nonsense that people find on the internet. So education is really the first thing that people need to be able to, to engage in. And then after we actually get to understand that, uh, and then again, you know, so I, I, I want to make say I always make the same argument that you have to stress test our idea, ideologies, the belief that, okay, how did you end up becoming homophobic in a way or how did you end up becoming uncomfortable with somebody who's just expressing love how did you end up becoming like that you know these are the things that we sort of have to have the courage to actually uh, confront and start to really really rethink that and sort of realize okay 
I was like, I became like this because of A and B and C, you know. So what is my, my what's my stand now? I, I I like people who make their own decisions, not just people who are just swallowing things and just responding in 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 reacting to those things. Mm -hmm. So education is really really the first the mm -hmm. first and foremost thing to actually go through mm -hmm. to be able to, to to really move forward. And obviously discussion in that when you mm -hmm. have, I mean this this is a, a vital point of it that you're actually on the radio here and you're just expressing some of these things. Yeah. But obviously this can be in any social circumstance where you are getting together with dinner with somebody or whatever that these things should be openly you should be able to discuss these things and get people's views and understand where that's coming from and understand what you can do to change it perhaps yeah i mean you know the only i mean i would like the difficulty perhaps that comes with this you know the whole, even sexuality as a whole like sex as a whole, is something that's taboo to even discuss right mm -hmm. so so usually people wouldn't People mm -hmm. wouldn't discuss, and then, but now with all these WhatsApp messages and all the stuff, and you know, people just posting things, you know, and you hear all these comments and all that stuff, and and then it really, really creates a certain hate and fear in people that mm -hmm. I think is very, very problematic. So I think, uh, you know, just just being open to discussions as you as we're just doing right now, just being open to discussions and really, really try to go back and check where our views have grown from because okay. it's you know condemn you know i i know the approach that has been used especially just like oh you guys are just barbaric why do you hate gay usually that one might, that one doesn't work but you really discussing i think it does work so maybe it's just this thing of when you uh, maybe it's this thing about breath that you just take a breath right yeah when you see something like that or when somebody makes comment about things i think instead of like suddenly reacting to something and then just blurting out what you feel mm -hmm. it's about you just stepping back a little bit and taking it in and then asking yourself maybe a couple of simple questions about it and to give yourself that space to think before you blurt it out because obviously the effect of you blurting out out has a very detrimental effect on that person and you know lots of people suffer from all sorts of issues yeah. you know where they can't talk about these things yeah. so so obviously the education but it's also about controlling yourself isn't it yeah yeah i mean definitely i mean we you know <clears throat> Being able to, before, as you say, before you are going to just jump in, you make a comment, you know, let's say there is the before and there's the after. Let's say you, you make a comment or you, you see something and then you feel uncomfortable with that particular, you know, it's, it's very important that people become very brutally honest with themselves, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, why was I uncomfortable with that? Because mm -hmm. people tend to just brush it out and then yeah. they just move, you know. And then it's nothing. But the know, damage is done then too, yeah, isn't it? I'm sometimes? always like, you know what? Just face it, man. Just, just. You know why are you uncomfortable why face it don't don't just escape immediately people do escape you know you you talk about these people like oh no it's other people react very aggressively or they immediately withdraw maybe it's a fear that people don't really want to sort of bring subjects certain subjects out which they know will have a sensitive well are quite sensitive and they're not really sure maybe in their own in their own kind of shoes as to where they sit on the fence you know, it's this kind of because, you know, there's a lot of sort of background to this. There's a lot of, you know, what you've been brought up with, what is OK and cultures differ. So that might be their interpretation. Yeah, it's that, you know, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, this culture, there's all things, how the people have been brought out. I mean, that's 
that's that's usually the the, the problem, right? Yeah, but the if, basic facts have to be right. You have that's to be right. Thing. You that's know, right. you have to be right. People believe all kind of things. You know, <laughs> like um, you know, people believe. I don't know. They believe. I don't. Know, they believe like gay people are doing some. You know. You know, if you think you're kidnapping kids, you think. I mean, how 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 does somebody end up believing stuff like that? I think yeah. that's a problem. Too like, many I, movies. I think maybe. <laughs> it's um. You know, both those things continue and continue and yeah. unfortunately parents also you know they they also Reinforce help to to, to push those to push those, those beliefs which i think is very problematic mm -hmm. because i mean it's not like i didn't grow up in that society i grew up in the same society i grew up in the society where every sunday the preacher goes on the on the pulpit and everything he does like all oh, those gay people have done this all oh, those gay people have done this and then we grew up to hate people mm -hmm. we grew up to hate and then later on when i, I grew up and then i realized mm, you know what exactly is my culture and what is not my culture? And then I started to actually reflect and reflect. And then, as I said, I wanted to highlight this quickly: the idea of the idea that there is dignity for all, respect for all. I I think for Africans, it's a, it's a shame that even our ancestors, when they realized that we are busy beating up and raping people because they are gay, they will be so ashamed because violence and harming anybody in the whole idea of what Ubuntu is, which is basically respect for everybody, I think, and respect for community, it's really just against that. And I think you're, that's probably a good place to end in terms of respect for everybody, yeah. respect for the community. Definitely, yeah. Um, Edison, thank you very much. I've let you lose some of the airways <laughs> to voice it. And there's some very important issues there, and, and you certainly have sort of brought those up. Now, on a lighter note, I'm just going to ask you that, you know, you're off for Christmas now. You are back in the next couple of weeks. Yes, yes, I'll, and, be, I'll be back. And hopefully the first thing we're going to jump on is just to talk about family. Yeah, family and, um, and parenting. And things. parenting, so be family and parenting. But I hope you have a lovely Christmas. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much for, for coming in today. And if if you missed that and if you'd like to hear some of those things, then we are still on Facebook Live and you can go and see it all over again on Saudi Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK. Innocent, happy Christmas. And you too.